The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and the disciples got into a boat and went off to a deserted place. But many people hurried there before them, so that as Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. The Gospel of the Lord. We read in today's Gospel from Mark chapter 6, Mark's version of the multiplication of the loaves and fish, one of the greatest miracles in the New Testament. And the way Mark frames this story, he makes many allusions to the Old Testament with the idea that Jesus is fulfilling all of the types and foreshadows in the Old Testament. He is the perfection of all of those. For example, the mention of lack of bread and a great crowd and a deserted place refers back to that time when the Israelites were traveling through the desert after their release from captivity in Egypt, and they went into a deserted place, the desert. They had very little food, and there was a great need, and God sent manna to feed them so that they would be sustained. That's in Exodus chapter 16. So that's one foreshadow. But it also reminds us of the great miracle that Elisha, the prophet, because he multiplied grain to feed a hundred men, and it was considered a great miracle because there was very little grain. But that pales in comparison with what Jesus has just done. But it's a foreshadowing, it's a type, and it's very deliberate. This is taken up in John chapter 6, the great Eucharistic discourse, where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Jesus has come to feed the whole world. He is the true manna from heaven. And this is perfectly enacted at the Last Supper, when Jesus takes the bread and wine and changes it into his own body and blood, and then tells the disciples, those twelve, those future bishops, do this in memory of me which they do, and we've been doing it ever since. And there's multiplication after multiplication of the Eucharist on all the altars of all the churches in the world. There's other references as well. John telling the story about how they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. That might seem like a throwaway detail, but it's really not. 
He recalls the division by Moses of the tribes of Israel as they camped in the desert, foreshadowing the new exodus, which is what Jesus has come to do. He is the new Passover, and he's leading all of us in a new exodus out of sin and slavery into the true promised land of heaven. Finally, we have this mention of the green grass. Again, maybe a throwaway line, but no, it's a reference back to Psalm 23, the great Good Shepherd Psalm, where the shepherd leads the sheep into green pastures and has them lie down beside still waters and prepares a banquet for them. My cup overflows, it's wonderful. The great messianic banquet theme that is throughout the Old Testament, in particular Isaiah chapter 25, where God says, I will gather all my people on my holy mountain and I will feed them with the finest food and I will wipe away every tear from their eye and their shame will be removed and they will say, see, this is our God. This is who we hoped for. Well, that's Jesus. Jesus is gathering all people. He's gathering us here tonight for this great messianic banquet of his own body, blood, soul, and divinity, the greatest miracle and the fulfillment of all the types that I've been explaining here in today's gospel. Well, finally, there is also a moral aspect to this miracle because Jesus says to the disciples and to us, you give them something to eat. There are many people in the world who are very hungry, not just for material food, but for spiritual truth. We have that. And so that fulfills what the first reading says. Beloved, let us love one another. And how do we love? Because he's talking about love in the highest degree, sacrificial giving, agape. The way we do that is to love with abandon and to give of ourselves, our time, our talent, our treasure, our charisms, our knowledge, our faith, our testimony. All of that we're called to give. And Jesus made this point specific when he restored St. Peter after his great denial three times. And Jesus in John chapter 21 says, Peter, do you love me? And he uses the highest word, agape, sacrificial love. And Peter is only able to answer, Lord, you know I love you. And he uses the lowercase of love, philia, meaning friendship. But Jesus repeats the question, not satisfied with that level of friendship. Peter, do you love me in the sacrificial sense of agape? Peter again responds, Lord, you know I am a friend of yours, philia. Jesus finally says, well, Peter, do you, are you my friend? He uses Peter's term, but philia. And then Peter understands and he's hurt. But he will rise to the occasion because he will give his life as a martyr. He truly will love in that highest sense of agape. He fulfills the demand that St. John talks about. Beloved, let us love one another. Well, that's our call as well. As we come here today, we're being fed in the highest way possible to go out and to give ourselves in that agape, self-sacrificial love. And that is how we live out our faith. So let us rejoice tonight that God's called us here. Let us thank him by coming to receive his Eucharist with great gratitude.